Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast. My name is Patrick Franci, and I am your host, and I want to begin by saying thank you for listening. On this show, I am having conversations with seemingly ordinary individuals who have achieved some amazing and extraordinary results in both their life and business. My intention is to inspire and help you learn and grow by having my guests share their journey of how they face and overcome their challenges, but also how they celebrate their many wins. And now let's get on with this show and have a conversation with today's guest. Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, Stephanie. Hey, hon. So an interesting topic. Well, we think it's interesting. Well, I think it is interesting, and it it's interesting because it matters. We're seeing it time and time again. We've kind of brought it up on a number of shows in different ways, and uh, we just wanted to shine a light on it because, uh, as many things do, they show up for us in real time over the past couple of weeks. Now, the topic is? Confirmation bias. Okay. Why did you say that so slow? Because we needed a pause. Okay. Confirmation bias. Now, what is confirmation bias? Do you want me to read the definition? Because I did. Okay. And then we'll talk about why confirmation bias is an important topic. So confirmation bias is the tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms or supports one's prior beliefs or values. People display this bias when they select information that supports their views and they ignore contrary information or when they interpret ambiguous evidence as supporting their existing attitudes. The effect is strongest for desired outcomes, for emotionally charged issues, and for deeply entrenched beliefs. Confirmation bias cannot be eliminated, but it can be managed. For example, by education and training in critical thinking skills and by listening to the Every Millionaire Mindset Matters (laughs) podcast. And Mindset Matters. Yes, exactly. Yes. So interesting enough, when you think about there's two things that I talk about a lot is that you can be right or you can be happy. And when you think about right fighting, that kind of is a segue into confirmation bias. Okay, I'm going to give you a better segue. Okay. Okay, let's have, I'm going to share a story. Okay. Because I think people sometimes don't know what confirmation bias is. What does it really mean? So let me let me just kind of... Or that it's even a thing. Yeah. So we'll take this down in layers and I'll start with a story. So this story is about two good friends who live in Alaska or the Yukon, somewhere cold. And they're two good buddies. And one day they're having coffee at the local diner. And, uh, you know, one of the guys is a trapper. You know, he's out in the wild all the time doing what he's doing. And his best buddy is actually a minister, you know, has the faith of God. And they're sitting over breakfast one day and having a bite to eat. And the trapper says to his buddy, he goes, so I confirmed it a couple of weeks ago. There is no God. And it does, this whole thing doesn't work. This whole God thing doesn't work. And the minister looks at him and says, oh, he says, well, tell me a little bit more about that. He goes, well... I'm out on my snowmobile, I'm trapping, I'm out going across this big, long, open plain, and my snowmobile broke down. And there was a storm coming in, and within an hour, there was huge storm, temperature dropped another 10 degrees, it's now 47 below, plus a windshield, I've got no cover, no way to do anything, and I'm out in the middle of this, and I realize that I'm going to die. You know, it is blizzarding, it is miserable, and I prayed, I was thinking of you, 
my friend, and I prayed. And I said to God, I said, God, you need to save me. You need to, you know, help me here because I'm going to die. And the minister says, well, here you what are. Happened? You must be, it must have been good. It must have worked out. And he goes, no, had nothing to do with God. He says, these two Eskimos just happened to be wandering through and were able to save me because that's what they do. And they know how to survive in that stuff. And he goes, so it had nothing to do with God. Oh, wow. Right? Oh, wow. Right. So think about what he was filtering that result through. Like, it wasn't God that showed sent the two Eskimos. Whatever. He, that's my point. But right? he's alive. He's alive. But it wasn't, <laughs> you know, it couldn't have been about God. And so, you know, it's not about whether you believe in God or not, it's about the bias that got developed, you know, was whatever his upbringing was, you know. He it just was, was a coincidence. It was just a, a coincidence. Yeah, a coincidence. Okay, so that's just a fun example of confirmation bias. We see confirmation bias a lot in politics. We see it in religion, hence never talk politics, never talk religion. At a dinner party. At a dinner party. I mm-hmm. do all of the time. You I don't do. talk I don't talk religion because it's just I, I have no no nothing have no around background it. on I, it. I, I'm not, well it's not that we don't have a background. I just don't have a, a, a I I've got no anything around it, you know. I believe in the higher power and Yeah. We, and I think sometimes we call that God. We do. Uh, or the universe. Or the universe. But the thing is around all of confirmation bias is that we see that a lot of confirmation is emotionally driven. And it's very often, it's, they're very emotional topics. And the point of us bringing this up today is just around, you know, we've talked many times about the polarity and the divisiveness that has been driven by the pandemic and the... The pandemic. The pandemic, the vaccinations, the no vaccinations. And, you know, all you have to do is spend 10 minutes on Twitter to see the degree... Of confirmation bias. Of confirmation bias. Right. And I'll give you an example. I'll give you another story around that. This was a couple of years ago, still, you know, COVID still full on, you know, this whole conversation about, is it dangerous? Is it not? Does it work? And there's lots around it. And I'm seeing where thousands of doctors and nurses around the world are either not going to work because they're told you, you can't come to work if you don't get vaccinated. And they're going, okay, I'm out. You know, I'm not taking that stuff. And literally thousands of them. No, it's it's to the point of tens (laughs) of thousands now. This was a couple of years ago. Oh, early. Okay, Okay. so still early on. But there there was thousands, many thousands. Okay, the point is, in all sincerity, I I put a tweet out and I said, there are literally thousands of doctors that are saying, don't get vaccinated. Or at least look at it differently. Or look at it differently. It's dangerous. Okay, now these are doctors. Now... There's this tribe of doctors that have gone to the same school as the other tribe of doctors with two totally different views of the world. Both are saying, trust the science. Mm -hmm. One group is saying, you're crazy, wear a mask, get vaccinated. The other group is saying, you're crazy, don't don't wear wear a mask, mask, and don't get vaccinated. Both educated in the same universities. In the same systems. In the same system, gone to the same college of physicians, gone and taken the oath of, you know... The Hippocratical. The Hippocratical. Do no harm. Do no harm. So anyways, I tweet this out there and I go, like, who do you believe? These thousands of doctors or these thousands of doctors? A friend of ours (laughs) tweets back. He goes, all those guys that you're listening to are quacks. 
quote, quote unquote. But you're listening to both. Well, no, but no, but he's saying to me oh. that why negate the quacks. Oh, which ones? The the. Tens of thousands or the thousands of doctors and nurses that said, don't get vaccinated. Oh, wow. He called them all quacks. And I'm going, oh, isn't that interesting? So I don't have a bias at this point. I'm actually trying to sort through through this. He obviously had a bias. Now, in his case, his... uh, he has a family of his kids were doctors or got, they all went on to be doctors. And so he's got a medical history, history with his, with his family about what's right and what's wrong. Now, three years later, he's (laughs) where, well, now three years later, he's kind of going, okay, well, no, it's, it's quite not quite that bad. Okay. So the point is, is that we can see this confirmation bias as it plays out and it was really in our face the past three years. It's always been there in different ways, but this because it was a global issue and is certainly, you know, in our face every single day. Currently. And we, and we know families that have been broken apart, certainly relationships that have uh, split, like couples that couples. have split. Yeah. And uh, it really is shocking to see it, you know, where you and I have both come to is we don't care what you decide or don't decide. We're not like whatever. It's not our job to judge you. We don't have any opinion of it. Good for you. You did. You didn't. I don't care. And so. And also don't judge us for the decision we did or did not make. Right. So that's it. That's all we ask. We don't get into it. So we don't get into it. And uh, we have friends on both sides and many people that we know are on both sides. But at the end of the day, we don't have a charge around it. But. I don't know that we're all that rare, but what I do know is that there's a lot of people that it still is pushing their buttons, okay? And they're at the effect of it on a day-to-day basis more than we are. Of course, if you're in the healthcare industry, uh, if you're... Uh, we have friends that are massage therapists. Yeah, yeah. Who people who are now getting judged and, and being, you know, controlled by certain systems. Okay, so I don't want to go down a, a rabbit hole. But I want to just say that's a that's a really good example of confirmation bias. You know, politics, you know, there's nothing that fires me up more than our politics. And I and I share that openly, but I can tell you that I do a lot of research and I really get into whose policies are what, and I see what's happening in our politics and I disagree with it. So do I have a bias? Yes. Do I have can I confirm my bias on any given day of the week? A hundred percent. Can I see the other side? I can, and I disagree. You know, at the end of the day, Canada is a corporation. We call it a country. It is a corporation, and it needs to be run like a business. You cannot run a business where all you're doing is writing checks and taxing people to death. We need production. We need productivity. We need manufacturing, none of which we have. Our exports got to be more than our imports. Rarely does that happen, and if it does, it's kind of up and down. You know, one. So I look at it economically. So do I have a bias? A hundred percent, I do. But then we also have friends who only look at it socially. Like, but at the same time, we live just outside of Vancouver, which has the biggest opioid crisis in the world. Mm-hmm. So, so when you think about confirmation bias, what filter are you looking through? That breaks my heart. We can't drive through East Hastings and not have a reaction. You know, the best term, and I don't know who I got it from a few years ago, was that as much as I am in favor of capitalism, I would consider myself a a capitalist. There is definitely what was referred to as a compassionate capitalist. And 
you know, I have very, very liberal views, but I understand what it takes to run a country. And I'm not or suggesting... Run, well, first of all, to run a business yeah, and run a family. And I'm not suggesting that I could run a country. I just see the obvious mistakes that are being made every single day. You know, I look at the debt that we've taken on and there's just no possible way to do it. See, here I go down this rabbit hole called politics and, you know, my, my confirmation, confirmation bias. My confirmation bias. But you know what? Stop. Just, just don't step over that, cowboy. Think about it. Is that we also have the massive compassion and the social consciousness of taking care of people. And that's what we do. Our commitment and our vision and our coaching and all the things that we do is about really allowing people to step into their greatest and best selves. So, but if they can't make a living and they can't take care of their families, but they still choose to live in a world that says the social consciousness or the wokeness is about their bias, I don't, you know, I, I still have to respect that, but there is still a bias on my part. So I have to acknowledge and, and, and neutralize that in order to still support that. I have friends who are truly um, extreme left liberals who believe only in, you know, the government is there to pay for all of us to do stuff. And then I have friends who say, you know, no, that's not what the government, the government is not about stepping in and controlling our day-to-day -day lives. They don't have the right. They're set up to do infrastructure and roads and healthcare, etc., which is my belief system. So I seek and filter things through that confirmation bias. But you've also used critical thinking to come to your understanding and your decisions of how you're going to operate and how you're going to look. Right. But we have to also yeah. understand that after the mid eighties, early nineties, critical thinking was taken out of the schools. Critical thinking is now seen as a negative or as a, you know, a, a communist or a Russian, whatever critical thinking is not honored. And that's what really is happening right now. That's is your that, confirmation bias. That's I don't my know confirmation if that's true. Well, think about it. If if I'm going to question something that is going on in the government, I'm looked at as a dissenter. I'm not a dissenter. I'm somebody that's asking a question. I get it. So we are here to talk about confirmation bias, bias and yes. you know, and use critical thinking to come up with it. Now, why do we bring this topic up? Because if you have an awareness around it, good for you. And then it's always about going to the next level. You know, we can talk about confirmation bias. We have you know, a lot of business friends and a lot of business people who, when I look at how they do business, I admire them for their, what they've achieved, but I don't like and how I, they've done it, how they've done it. You know, it is in their world. It is survival of the fittest, kill or be killed. It's like they are no holds barred. They are go hard. And they go in and there's not a lot of compassion or empathy for anybody who might get in their way. Not a big fan of that. But if I wanted, you know, if I was to compare balance sheets, I lose, you know. Yeah, they and, win. And so in their confirmation bias, you know, nice guys finish last and, you know, that's the way they operate. So that I can't not, I can understand that, but by nature, I can't operate that way. So that goes, you know, when you can't operate that way, that would be the cognitive dissonance that we've talked about in the past, right? Where I'm operating a certain way, even though I believe something else. Mm. So I go in and I'm going to be that, you know, survival of the fittest, no compassion, very yeah, little kill empathy, or kill or be killed, you know, get the hell out of the way. And, or even though 
those aren't my values. You know, what's interesting about that is that people call that capitalism and that's wrong. So I look at our commitment to social justice or whatever, or, or fairness or being compassionate. Yet at the same time, we also know as entrepreneurs that we have to stretch into making decisions that may not be the best for certain people. So we've had staff that we've had to make decisions for that did, it didn't work for them. So I think what where the, the confirmation bias and the cognitive dissonance or distortion lives is that we can find neutral, whereas most people are looking for the polarity. They're looking for capitalism or socialism. They're looking for communism or Marxism. And, I'm, and what I'm finding right now is that if we can't have the conversation and hold the space for people to have a different opinion then we don't have the 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 permission to have our biases be questioned. So this is where we sometimes get into trouble because if we're talking again to those individuals that are strong with a bias, then we would be considered neutral. You know, pick a side, get off the fence. You know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah, but so, that's not it. Well, then, but what I'm saying is, is that if we're, Having a conversation with somebody and bringing their attention to confirmation bias, what is the message? You Got know, to it. me, the message is to say, number one, keep your confirmation or put your confirmation bias in check. Are you struggling in a relationship right now? Do you have a really significant point of view that's different from somebody you know that's driven a wedge? Have you really looked at the other side of the equation? Are you wanting to be right more than you are wanting that relationship is the need to be right. How about if the need to be right was to go away and you just go, yeah, I get it. I see where you're coming from. I just don't happen to buy into and that. And I love you anyway. Yeah, exactly. So the, the point of a confirmation and bringing this up around confirmation bias is when we look at what's happening again in the divisiveness and the polarity that's happening in the world from politics to religion to the vax, no vax conversation, all the rest of it. The point is, is that there's a lot of angst. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of breakdown of relationships. And if we step back from it for a moment and see the other side. So again, we joke about my politics and how I can get fired up because it does fire me up because I know the other side. Yeah, I know. And have seen the track record. I've studied the history of it. I know where this will go. Well, we can see where it's going. Yeah, we, we lived through the 80s. We've lived through the 70s. We know the damage that an NDP government could do. It used to be called social credit. Don't call it NDP government. It's, it don't, it it's doesn't a, matter. It's their policies. The it's, policies. It's, it's, their, yep. it's the way they operate. So the point of it is, is that that's what fires me up. And then yeah. we see a liberal government who... I'm very happy with liberal governments, but it's all changed over the years. We see this more and more left-leaning wokeness that makes no sense. Well, because it's not driven by liberal values. If I was to to look at myself, I would say I'm more liberal. I'm more uh, left-center than anything. But what I'm seeing right now in our government is that they're driven by whatever's above them, whether it's the World Economic Forum or the WHO or whatever. They're, our government is not being run. But let's be Even clear. It's liberal government. It's not liberal. But let's be clear here. 
I don't care what government it is. You, it doesn't matter. UCP, NDP, liberal. Right now, and I've said it many, many times, it's always politics over policy. We know that the minute somebody gets elected, they've got about a year and a half of where they're going to do some work. And then the rest of the time, they're only working on getting on reelected. Their no, they're working on re- getting reelected. Yeah, good point. So, you know, let's go back to this. I don't even know how we got off on that conversation. So let's <laughs> confirmation get, bias. Confirmation Focus. bias. So the point of it is, is to, you know, even in this conversation, you know, that we're having right now is you see our confirmation bias. So if you're listening to this, the point of us bringing this topic to the table is to really have you bring your attention to where your confirmation so bias is. Confirm- I'm circling back. Right. So are we confirming your bias by our conversation, which is so interesting because if we think about who's listening to us right now, they may have similar values and they are our, our conversation is confirming what they believe. What if we just look from the other side and who's ever listening is saying, okay, I don't agree or I agree, but I look from the other side and is there value in what the other side is thinking? And do I have to live in my confirmation and fight for it, be a right fighter for my bias? Or, and then I get confirmed by it and then it's like, yay, yay, I'm right, right? That's what confirmation bias is, is that you get all this information coming in based on how you're perceiving whatever information is coming and it's and you're seeing it as you being right. But back to the story about the the guy, you know, going up in, in Alaska and him not seeing God as sending the two Inuits to save him, they're having two different experiences. So their biases are supported. And that's what I, I love about this is because we can, I call that the champion's paradox, is that two things can exist at the same time and still be Right. And if you want to confirm your bias, you are going to find it. You're going to have the algorithms that are going to show on your social media that are going to confirm what you think. My leftist friends, they're going to have the algorithms because that's what they're looking for. That's going to be confirmed. And that's still going to create divisiveness. Well, this is, you know, this goes back to what we've talked about in in the past, which is, you know, you buy a car and you think it's a unique car and then all of a sudden you buy it and every time you go around a corner, there's another... You see the same car. You, you know, there's the, the, the green, you know, Volkswagen, you know, I'm the only one with a green Volkswagen. Uh, yeah, no. And then you go out there and you see them everywhere. And, and confirmation bias is a lot like that, is that when you have a filter, the only thing that will come through that filter is what's going to support your bias. Now we've talked a lot about, you know, those emotionally charged things, but even when we look at investments, which can be very emotional, but the point is that you put your money into this investment, then you start to second guess it. And then you're wondering if you're right thing. The next thing you know, you have confirmation bias. You start to see- Of your doubt. Well, no, but you have- Or your choice. Or your choice, you know, and if you don't want that investment to be wrong, what you're going to filter is all the things that support your decisions. And that can be- because it's emotionally driven, that can actually be the kiss of death on that particular investment because it can go sideways really quickly. As opposed to saying and listening to the people that are going, no, this does not make sense. This is a Ponzi scheme. This is a multi-level marketing Ponzi scheme. You know, you can't see that if you're convinced that, and you want to be convinced that that the investment you made is right. 
So these are all confirmation biases. So we go back to critical thinking, which is, okay, let me look at both sides of the argument and look at the data and look for data. And let me talk to people that have a different experience. You're probably going to hear things you don't want to hear. That's always the... And that's painful. That can be painful. Right. So it's like me uh, looking at politics and we'll use, you know, we'll just talk about NDP and liberal government and UCP. NDP have got some great ideas. They really do, as does liberal government. But when you look at it overall, no, it doesn't all come together. It doesn't make sense. Right? So when I do, when I go through what I call my critical thinking and my path, and, and I honor my values, primarily as a business owner, which I think changes it. Because we also are responsible for other people's lives, like our staff and et cetera. Yes, exactly. So the point is we look at it differently in that regard. And often I'm looking at it through a lens of what is good for our team, our staff, because they matter. And I mean, we have a track record. I mean, I've got staff that's been with me 30 years, 25 years, 20 years. I mean, I've got a longstanding history with many of my team that have been around a long freaking time. And that's because I do champion them in terms of not only their work environment and the culture, but also what I think about in terms of taxes and, and you know, what they should pay and what the government is doing and what they're dealing with in their lives. So that's all to say this, confirmation bias needs to be researched, pay attention to it. Is relationship breaking down because of it? Are you feeling that angst, that anger, that frustration, that annoyance constant? And uh, do you get fired up like me about politics? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And are you only looking at things that support your bias? And I think that's the thing that really you just shined a light on, Patrick, is that we have to look at all sides. We have staff from different upbringings. We have people from different histories that have belief systems. And in order to run businesses, in order to be, you know, practical and pragmatic when it comes to our success and also their success, we have to look at all of that in a circle. But if you look at it only as one way or the other, it's like liberal or conservative, or it's this or that's that, or it's vax or no vax, that divisiveness is what fuels confirmation bias. So really, when we look at and and we bring it home, confirmation bias is something that we need to be aware of because we don't know a lot of times that that's how we're filtering information. So I just invite people to say, okay, is this my bias? Am I getting my bias confirmed? Or can I stretch or can I take a moment and look at the other side and see where, which my favorite question in the world is, ready? What if I'm wrong? Well, that's a great question. What if you're wrong? And so some people are going, if I'm wrong, then that's just the way it is. You know, I'll live with that. But right now, based on the information I have, this is the direction I'm going. And I I don't know if we shared it on the last podcast or not. I had a friend, you know, who is what he's calling a freedom fighter. He's an evangelist. You know, he's like going hard. And that's the hill he's going to die on. And that's the hill he's going to die on. I asked him that question. I go, is this the hill you want to die on? He goes, I'll die on this hill. He says, I'm fighting for freedom. Your kid's freedom. I don't have kids. I'm fighting for your freedom. That's how passionate he believes what he's doing. Now, I can make that wrong. I can then, or I can make that right. But I can step back and go, yeah, I can see where he sees that. And it is really confusing times because... It is because, and you think about it, and we also have people and friends and family that we love that are in the media that are on the full-on other side. Yeah. 
And that's really difficult because we love them and we want them to be happy and right and defend what they need to defend to live their lives. That's why when you think of fighting or finding neutral is not a bad thing. But there's and there's varying degrees of all of that, right? So that's there's the there's extremes, there's neutral, and there's everything between extreme and neutral. So these are big conversations. You know, the point of this was not to it was only to do this, was to bring that thought of confirmation bias to the table, to have you step back and go, what are you fighting for? And what are your biases are? What are your bias? And are you only looking at one side of the question and convincing yourself that your bias is supported when that really is the confirmation bias, right? Yeah. And the person beside you could be seeing the exact same news story and having their biases confirmed, which is so bizarre because we're still human. We still have our filters. We still are, are are driving, you know, living through our values. And I think what's more important? Do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Beautiful. Stephanie, thanks for this conversation. Confirmation bias. And uh, I got nothing profound to add to it. So thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, that was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.